0: We learned already before that, that the NSA was interested and active before the conclave. So there was some interest of the US National Security Agency with regard to the papal elections, which I guess is not that surprising perhaps. The existence of strong pressures uh,
1: uh, is not new in history. Always uh, in the history of the church, uh, there were uh, pressures. The
0: church and the popes uh, have uh, always or, or resisted. Hello, Lifesight friends. This episode of the John Henry Weston Show is very special. We're coming to actually from a very special place. This is the headquarters of the Lepanto Foundation, but it is also one of the most ancient Christian communities here in Rome. In fact, directly in front of us is the church called Santa Balbina, and that is the eldest daughter of one of the ancient rulers in Rome who converted their whole family. And so we've got an ancient Catholic community from like the third century. So just an incredible history to this place. And On this show, we're going to be talking to Professor Roberto Dumate, who I think most of you know, but he is one of the greatest church historians alive today. And he's going to share with us both about Pope Benedict and his legacy, his history, where he stood. And you're going to want to stay tuned for this one. Professor Dumate, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's begin, as we always do, at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. First of all, behind us is a new beautiful statue of St. Francis. You just got that?
1: Yes. This, uh, it it is a very ancient house with uh, many memories uh, of the history of the Church. Uh, As you say, there is the Basilica of Santa Balbina, founded under uh, Emperor Constantine in the 14th century.
0: We've just experienced the funeral of Pope Benedict XVI, and now there's a lot of questions as to where we are as a Church, you know, and what's going to happen, particularly in the future, a lot of worry. But tell us first about your recollections of working with uh, Pope Benedict, first as Cardinal Ratzinger, uh, and then Pope Benedict himself.
1: I um, have never met Pope Benedict, but I have met uh, Cardinal uh, Ratzinger. I remember in the year 2001, in July 2001, I um, was asked by by Cardinal Ratzinger for a meeting, a private meeting in the Abbey of uh, Fongolbo the Benedictine uh, Abbey in France, and it was a restricted number of, of scholars. I remember the German professor uh, Speyman, uh, the Spanish uh, professor Ayuso, uh, myself and a few other, and uh, some, uh, some um, uh, ecclesiastical uh, people. And for three days uh, this meeting was opened and closed by Cardinal Ratzinger, the, 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 the the topic was uh, liturgy, uh, and um, Cardinal Ratzinger um, uh, was always present and intervening with uh, very, very interesting observ- observations. And um, I, have, I understood in uh, in that, that meeting the importance for him um, um, of the subject of uh, lit- liturgy. Uh, because Cardinal Ratzinger was uh, convinced that, that uh, there is a, a strong crisis of the faith, and that the crisis of, of the faith, it is above all a crisis of the priesthood. But uh, uh, priests uh, are ordered for the divine sacrifice uh, of the of the of the mass, um, and the, the goal of, of the priesthood it is the divine worship, and so, and so. Um, if uh, the liturgy uh, falls down, um, also the faith uh, um, falls down. And uh, and for, for 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 this, for for Cardinal Ratzinger, it was very important a restoration of, of the liturgy. So when in um, July uh, to, uh, 2007 uh, there was uh, Benedict XVI promulgated the. Uh, motto proprio morum pontificum. Uh, I was not uh, surprised because it was uh, absolutely coherent with uh, with his mind. And uh, in my view, this uh, motto proprio pontificum is uh,
0: perhaps the highest, uh, the pivotal point of his pontificate. Mm-hmm. Now, what's really fascinating about this is that I think a lot of people perhaps assumed. Pope Benedict had some kind of conversion, particularly those maybe who would have read your book on the Second Vatican Council because it it comes out that Pope Benedict as uh, Father Ratzinger and, and, and Cardinal Ratzinger later, but he was a pivotal figure in the Second Vatican Council who was one of the ones primarily responsible even for getting rid of the schema, the old documents that were prepared, that were excellent for the Second Vatican Council, thrown out, and then they come back with very as as you note in your book, ambiguous kind of of documents which now have greatly harmed the church because they were made ambiguous and allowed all sorts of confusion because of the documents of Vatican II being so ambiguous. So if you could comment on that. Yes, you are you're right, but perhaps It is too much
1: uh, to speak uh, um, of a conversion. Um, Of course, uh, there was a change in uh, his attitude because, uh, as you said, um, uh, he he was not a cardinal, but uh, the younger theologian, uh, Josef Ratzinger, um, uh, who assisted uh, the cardinal Frings, uh, was among the more engaged uh, theologians, progressive theologians in uh, Vatican II. With uh, Karl Runner, uh, Henri de Lubac, uh, and, and others, and, and so he he he, he gave uh, a, a, an important contribution to to, to, to uh, Vatican II. But uh, something changed after uh, after Vatican II. I mean that uh, there was a, a, a fracture, a division. A, a, a inside the um, progressive uh, front between a more radical wing and and a more moderate wing. And so uh, the, the, the more radical theologians were uh, Karl Rahner, um, Yves-Marie Chenu, um, Schielebecks and others. On the opposite side, there were Joseph Ratzinger, Hans Urs von Balthasar, Henri de Lubac. Uh, the, 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 these uh, theologians, uh, the last theologians, founded the review uh, *Communio*, uh, which uh, was opposed to the progressive uh, review *Concilium*, and. Uh, the theologians of Concilium followed the the so-called School of uh, Bologna of Giuseppe Alberigo, Uh, uh, and uh, for them uh, the the Vatican II had to be a a, a revolution uh, inside the Church. Um, On the contrary, for um, Josef Ratzinger and the other theologians of Communio, they interpreted uh, um, Vatican II in uh, continuity uh, uh, with the, the tradition of, of, of the Church, and so uh, there was the birth of the uh, so-called hermeneutic of continuity. And of course, um, of course, Cardinal Ratzinger was the, the, the more. Um, prominent uh, um, uh, representative of of this new um, theology, the the, uh, hermeneutic of of continuity. And um, when he became a prefect of of the the, uh, congregation of the faith, we have to remind that he was uh, the author of, of the new Catechism of the Church. The Catechism is signed by John Paul II, but the real author we know is uh, Cardinal Ratzinger. And um, he was also the author of this uh, Um, a report on the faith uh, with uh, an interview with um, Vittorio Messori, which is also um, very important because it gives the the idea, we remember also during uh, his period uh, as uh, a Prefect of the Congregation of the Faith, uh, the condemnation of the theology of the liberation and uh, many other things. Uh, So he was accused uh, to be a a traitor or a betrayer by by the the more progressive uh, representative of the Bologna school. Uh, But in fact, there was a certain coherence in his attitude. So... Perhaps more than a conversion, I would speak of a, a development of this position.
0: One of the things that is interesting. So these are controversial positions that that Father Ratzinger had, Cardinal Ratzinger had, because they did they they did away. One of the very stark changes was the doing away of anathemas, doing away of of, of condemnations of people and. Father Ratzinger and, and Cardinal Ratzinger was very even as, as Pope, very, I, I don't know the right word, but but generous or or, or or willing to speak to real heretics, real real people who were damaging souls in the church by their infidelity to Christ and his teachings. But he nevertheless dialogued with them and didn't condemn them. But I think some of that attitude, might have also led to Pope Benedict's downfall, because he needed to act, for instance, with regard to Tarsicio Bertone, who was very unsupportive, but was supposed to, the Curia were around the Pope, supposed to be protecting the Pope, but it it really did seem like, no, the Pope was called to protect them instead. And so did, do you see perhaps in that attitude something of the, the former Ratzinger who wasn't willing to do the anathemas anymore and thought that's the wrong way for the church, leading to his eventual kind of downfall? The crisis
1: of, of, the, uh, of the end, of, of, the, of the beginning of the, our century, when, when um, Pope Benedict became Pope, was a, a, a deeper Crisis than the modernist crisis of uh, a century ago. Uh, uh, but St. Paul X uh, faced the, the modernism, uh, above all with uh, the, the precious help of uh, his Secretary of State, Cardinal Mary Delval, who was uh, an anti-modernist, uh, as 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 the Pope, as St. the tenth. They were uh, not only anti-modernists, both, but they they were really uh, holy men. And uh, they faced faced modernism with uh, governing. I mean, not not only with uh, an intellectual attitude expressed, for example, by the encyclical Pascendi, by intervening directly in the seminaries, in the universities, uh, condemning uh, books, uh, heresies, uh, errors. This, uh, unfortunately, didn't happen with uh, Pope Benedict. I think that um, perhaps the main limit of of, uh, his life, it is that uh, he was always a a, a professor. I am a professor, and so I can understand uh, this. I think that also when uh, he took the the title of Pope Emeritus, he had in mind the fact that that, uh, in the universities, professors at the end of their career become a uh, professor emeritus professor uh, this means that a professor is always a professor also when it is uh, uh, retired but it is not the same thing for a, for a pope. but this is another another point returning to 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 to, to benedict he was a professor in the sense that he um, he liked to have an intellectual confrontation. Uh, for example, uh, he received um, just uh, um, after his election uh, Hans Kung. Hans Kung, uh, in my view, is one of the, the worst heretics of uh, of the last century. I don't think that, for example, uh, Pius X uh, um, would uh, have never met, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Tyrrell or Loisy or Bonayuti for giving the name of some some famous modernists, uh, for, for um, meeting them for 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 a for an intellectual uh, dis- discussion. So. Uh, so this is, I think, this is the problem because we have to remember that the Pope is um, is the man who governs uh, the Church. Uh, the, the, the Pope is a, a above all governor, and um, and Pope Benedict was, a, for sure, was a, a great intellectual when he was Pope. He wrote uh, books, interesting, good books. Uh, um, three, I remember three books uh, um, on uh, Jesus Christ, very, 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 very fascinating books. But I don't think that uh, the mission of a pope, it is to write private uh, books uh, like a, a, an intellectual. It is more than this. It is to condemn people who deny... Uh, the the um, the orthodox truth uh, on the uh, about the topics of, of this uh, of these books, and so this is uh, the main limit in my view of uh, of Benedict of um, not only of Benedict XVI as a pope but also of Cardinal Ratzinger as a prefect of the Congregation
0: of the of the faith. One of the things you mentioned about about the resignation of Pope Benedict, even though I think a lot of people are going to talk f- for the next centuries about Summorum Pontificum as you said being the highlight of his papacy, there's also another thing because the resignation itself is such a stark thing; it hadn't been done in in, in 700 years, and you have this, and then you have this new strange idea of of a pope emeritus now. When John Paul II came to Canada, he famously went to Conrad Black's place, and there he said, there's no such thing as a Pope Emeritus. And and that was very well understood, and it lived out in John Paul's life. Pope John Paul, we watched him suffer and die in in the seat. Um, A lot of people think that perhaps because Benedict watched John Paul die like that and had to act to to support him in that role of of pope while he was dying that maybe that encouraged his resignation what are your thoughts on this this new thing that benedict has done with the pope emeritus uh, staying in white and 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 still giving a, an apostolic blessing um and at, at the same time the whole notion of this you know resignation and perhaps setting a precedent for the future
1: point of his pontificate is perhaps the Summorum Pontificum. I have seen that either Cardinal Burke and Monsignor Schneider have said um, this, and I share their, their idea on, on this point. Um, the, the darkest point of, of the, his pontificate, in my view, is the resignation from, from the papacy. There are two different point uh, the first uh, it is uh, it is the fact itself of the resignation because uh, until today are uh, inexplicable the reasons the real reasons of this resignation because of course uh, in the history of the church um, there were popes uh, who abdicated um, few popes But uh, in all the the, 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 the different cases, there was always a a, a real uh, um, important uh, reason. Uh, And uh, until today it's not so clear what is the real um, um, reason. Because... um, Many people uh, think that perhaps there were stronger pressures uh, on uh, him, uh, blackmail. Cardinal Ratzinger, but also Mosinoghenz, um, uh, in, in a recent interview and I think in his uh, recent book, uh, said that, that no, that uh, this was not uh, the, the, the problem. Um, Karin um, Rasing, when something n- n- spoke about a, a blackmail, uh, say it is a n- nonsense. Uh, if uh, some someone um, 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 would have uh, um, pushed me, uh, obliged me to to to, to abdicate, I um, would have resisted. So so uh, this is really very. Very um, obscu- obscure, because because it seems that the only uh, reason it is that um, Pope Benedict was uh, very tired. Uh, it seems that uh, he was convinced that to live no more than one year. He lived uh, uh, ten years more, uh, but he ha- has been the, the um, um, longer, the longest lived. Uh, Pope of the history with 95 years Uh, because I think that after him there is only Leo XIII with 93 years Mm -hmm. so so the the post-pontificate is longer than the pontificate because the pontificate of of Benedict it is a pontificate of 80 years and 10 years of Mm post-pontificate but this is only one point there is the other point uh, which is the fact uh, that uh, um, when uh, um when pope uh, um, benedict uh, announced uh, his abdication um all the people um, was um, com- presumed that uh, he w- would uh, he went in a, in a in a monastery um without participating to the life of the church But in fact, what happened is that he assumed the title of Pope Emeritus. He dressed in uh, white. He gave the apostolic benediction. And and so uh, the the common people had the idea of uh, two two popes. Benedict and uh, and, uh, Francis, but uh, a a diarchy, it is impossible in the Catholic Church because Jesus Christ has only a vicar. uh, And uh, and all this vicar is uh, Francis or is uh, Benedict. Um, And uh, what happened, unfortunately, it it is um, that some people, is uh, uh, today convinced that, that the true Pope was, was not Francis, but, uh, uh, but Benedict. And uh, th- th- this is a, a, a problem. He, he, there, there is a confusion, unfortunately, created by Benedict himself, uh, assuming this title of Pope Emeritus.
0: Yeah. So th- that's a difficult question because there's, um, there's a lot of discussion about what that meant anyway. Could he do it if there was pressure, if there was no pressure? It's coming out now that there were pressures that we didn't know about. This General Laporta mentions how the uh, a member of the NSA, the National Security Agency in the United States, um, had said after the 2005 election that we will make him retire soon – um, and there was actually corroborating evidence for that because we learned already before that that the NSA was interested and active before the conclave. So there was some interest of the U.S. National Security Agency with regard to the papal elections, which I guess is not that surprising, perhaps. But nonetheless, there were these pressures, some. Um, Obviously, uh, there was the Sangalan Mafia, who was working against Benedict, as we know from Cardinal Daniels himself. Um, So there were all these pressures. So people then wondered about the resignation. Then we had these huge theories about... This uh, strangeness of the resignation itself, because there was a talk about Munus being resigned, and 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 even uh, Pope Benedict or or Gensfein talked about some kind of bifurcation of the papacy that will is a new thing, and how this is now and and somehow he retained some kind of spiritual uh, papacy or something. But this is now another thing in the church that we have to deal with in the future, and what does that even mean? The existence of strong
1: pressures uh, uh, is not new in uh, history. Always uh, in the history of the church, uh, there were uh, pressures. For example, uh, at uh, the end of, of the 18th uh, century, um, there was a, a strong uh, pressure on for electing a Pope for uh, destroying uh, the the Jesuits and in fact uh, the, the the Pope who was elected uh, Clement uh, the the uh, 14th, uh, um, uh, dissolved the, the Jesuit uh, order. But uh, we can remember also the conclave uh, uh, of 1903 uh, um, uh, at uh, the, the uh, after the death of Leo the when so when was elected. Uh, St. Paul X, in that conclave, uh, uh, inside the conclave, a cardinal, uh, Cardinal Puzzina, declared officially the veto, I mean the prohibition, um, uh, on behalf of the Emperor Francis Joseph for electing Pope Cardinal Rampolla. So, uh, and we can quote um, hundreds uh, of examples of this uh, strong political uh, pressures uh, poli- pressures from France, Spain, uh, Germany, the Church, and the Popes uh, have o- um, always uh, resisted. For example, after the the, the veto of, of uh, Francis Io- Joseph, uh, Pius the Tenth. Um, Suppressed any kind of a veto in in the in in the conclave, and so uh, we can imagine, of course, the, the existence of uh, plots uh, plans uh, for intervening in the in the conclave. But uh, I think that uh, what had to be the uh, attitude the right attitude of a pope at, at this moment to denounce this publicly to say for example i am obliged to advocate for having uh, for 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 the uh, for the precious but uh, on the contrary uh, this is always denied this precious so I don't think that he was a liar why there is this uh, um, there are all this theory about uh, the precious because I can understand that it seems very strange that without any precious uh, he he could uh, abdicate but uh, I fear that uh, this is uh, the historical reality that uh, he retired he he, um, uh, gave he he dismissed and uh, um, because he was very uh, tired, because uh, he couldn't, uh, uh, in, in, my, in, in my view, the, the, perhaps a, a deep uh, reason of um, his abdication, it is the failure of the hermeneutic of uh, continuity. Benedict XVI, during his pontificate, uh, faced the crisis of the faith. And he th- thought that uh, with the weapons of the hermeneutic of the continuity, he could perhaps uh, um, re- resist to, to, to this uh, uh, to, to, or, or fight against this uh, crisis. But uh, uh, unfortunately, what happened, uh, it is that uh, during his pontificate, uh, the processus of auto-demolition of the church continued and uh, n- uh, uh, so the um, what i w- want to say it is that the hermeneutic of the continuity uh, couldn't stop uh, the 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 progr- the process uh, uh, of the auto demolition of, of the of the church and um, and this because uh, um, because we we cannot uh, stop an historical process uh, led by um, by by theologians, uh, pastors, uh, and uh, politi- politicians and other people uh, only on the plan of an hermeneutic debate. We, we our weapons. Must be uh, different, of course. Uh, above all, the the weapons of the pray, prayer, but also, uh, also, um, if you are a, a pope, uh, the, the the weapons of, of uh, con- condemning or uh, anatema, um, anatema, yeah. anatomizing. anathema, uh, And I think that. Unfortunately, this missed in the pontificate of Pope Benedict, and perhaps this was one of the reasons of his abdication.
0: That's very, very interesting, because we do see papal condemnations, and and cancellations now in the papacy of Francis. We see... Uh, some very radical moves. First with Cardinal Burke, out. Piacenza, out. Uh, even, even Sarah, who, who who you'd think, because he was an African cardinal, there's no way how in the world, but it doesn't matter, out. All good men, but nonetheless, uh, condemned it out. And then, I mean, for, for America, it's very radical, because at the same time, as you watched Father Rupnik here, um, yes. scandalous... Guilty of sexually abusing nuns and then confessing them in confessional. Excommunicated and then resuscitated by Francis. Still a priest. Yet in America, the best known pro-life priest, Father Pavone, is laicized. So it's brutal for America. and But we're seeing yes. a pope who is doing what needs to be done, perhaps, but in the opposite direction. Yes,
1: you are right. I I agree with you. I mean, I think that there is an abuse of authority uh, with Pope Francis, but on the other side, with Pope Benedict, there is a lack of authority. So um, the the Pope is a sovereign. The Pope is someone who governs the the church. Pope Francis... uh, uh, governs the church, but unfortunately not only he governs uh Sometimes in in an unjust way, but it is not only someone who exercises authority which is good. But it is in he is authoritarian, um, like a dictator. So you know there is a book, uh, the dictator Pope. But during in the history of the Church, the, the Pope has never been a dictator. He has been a a, a man who uh, has governed the the church with a, with a strong uh, stronger authority. I think that perhaps the the first thing that, uh, um, of course, the first thing that um, the good Catholic, traditional Catholic, uh, um, wish desire for the future it is. Uh, a, a, a Pope uh, who restore the, 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 the good doctrine, uh, the, tr- the truth uh, inside the Church. This is uh, the main desire for, for, for traditional people. But I think that if we consider not only uh, traditional, but all uh, the Catholic people, including uh, progressive, I think that in this moment, what all they uh, really would like in a future conclave, it will be a right Pope, a right Pope in the sense, a, a pipe who exercises justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the, perhaps one of the problems today in the Church, it is the lack of, of, uh, of, of, of justice. Uh, and this also the progressive... Uh, uh, feel uh, feel this, they they are, they don't feel themselves sh- sure, because the Pope in this moment, uh, um, the behavior of Pope Francis is, is more similar to a behavior of a dictator than to a behavior of a, a traditional um, a
0: Pope. This is a, a serious problem. Unbelievable. So much there. Um... If you had to give us a one-word answer, how much longer do you think Pope Francis will be reigning as Pope? (laughs) Uh, I don't think um,
1: very much uh, for uh, two reasons. Uh, The the first is that uh, he seems to be very ill. But, of course, I'm not sure about this. But here in Rome, there is a strong voice about uh, his health. The the health of Pope Francis is very bad. But this is a physical uh, reason. There is a more um, uh, intellectual or theological reason. It is the fact that his pontificate... Is living uh, a, a, a very a rapid decline. I mean that he um, also Pope Francis uh, is aware that uh, the pontificate, his pontificate, it is at the the end. Um, some years ago, I wrote an article with with the title. Motus in fine velocio, which means that movement uh, becomes uh, more ripe uh, at at the end. This is my impression. Uh, In uh, in this year, 2023, uh, the things will go very rapidly and uh, the pontificate
0: uh, will go to his end. There is so much more we could talk about. But we've got to wrap it up now. Professor DiMatte, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you very much. And God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time. From Rome. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video. And to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.